Welcome to A Course in Miracles, Living the Love, Walking the Talk, with Rev. Jennifer Hadley, a beloved teacher of the Course, who has helped thousands learn how to express their beliefs from moment to moment in their everyday lives. Get ready to focus on your intent to be the love, be the peace, through practical application. Here is your host, Rev. Jennifer Hadley. Hi there. Oh, what a beautiful blessing. Today, Election Day. I am actually on the other side of the world in Thailand and uh, watching with great interest the American election. And uh, very grateful to be able to join with you today. And uh, as always, we're going to begin with a prayer. Let us do that now. (laughs) I'm Jennifer Hadley, and I love to pray. Yes. So we take a breath of love and gratitude. I place my hand on my heart. And I am grateful and thankful to open myself to the power and the presence of love. The power of love is lifting us and shifting us here and now. We are absolutely willing to remember and know our true identity is already perfect, already whole, already complete, already free. We are grateful and thankful to open ourselves to an unprecedented flow of divine goodness, insight, wisdom, clarity. We are grateful and thankful to partner up with the higher Holy Spirit self to remember and recognize That love is all that there is, love is all that we are, and love is our freedom. We are already free. We are grateful to remember that this is so. Grateful and thankful to open ourselves to an unprecedented, unlimited healing. By means of this divine dialogue, this radio broadcast, we are grateful to open ourselves to receive divine insight, wisdom, and clarity. We declare that this is a healing experience, and we share the benefits of our healing, our expansion, our clarity, our freedom with everyone because we're one with them. In deep abiding gratitude, we allow it to be. We let it be, and so it is. Amen, 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 amen. Mm-hmm. What a blessing. Yes. Yes, and our topic this week is faith is freedom from worry. Faith is freedom from worry. And, and this is the perfect topic, obviously, for our election day. And it's interesting. A Course in Miracles teaches us to seek not to change the world, but to change our mind about the world. And in changing our mind about the world, we change the world because the world is a projection of our minds. And so we focus entirely as Course in Miracles students in knowing the truth that sets us free from all limitation and free to be in that highly creative place of creating expressions of beauty and truth and perfection and wisdom and love and freedom and wholeness and 
the all good of God versus projections of pain and suffering. And one of the things that I remember, I've, uh, the election day stirs up some memories for me of painful election ego stuff from the past. <laughs> and uh, one is I remember that when Clinton was running for president the first time, uh, my feeling was that if he did not win, that that statement about the general mood of the American people uh, made me feel like America was not a country I wanted to live in anymore. And that if Clinton lost, I said, I'm leaving, I'm going somewhere else. Now, it's interesting to me, too, because... Now, when I'm in a situation where things seem to be going in a direction that I don't think is loving and expansive, I don't feel tempted to leave. I feel committed to staying. Generally. Generally. And there have been times when I have thought, oh, you know, I'm really, I'm not quite enjoying this. This doesn't feel quite right to me. And yet my guidance has been to stay and to be a beneficial loving presence and not to leave. It's not always the case, but it is the case sometimes. And uh, one of the most converse, uh, most common conversations I have with people is they tell me they'd like to leave a relationship. I'm done with this relationship. I just have had it. I can't take it. I'm out. And I used to feel that way quite a bit about my relationships with my parents and my brother and even some friends where I would think I'm just... I'm done with this. I can't do this anymore. I'm not interested in this anymore. This is too painful. It's too upsetting. It's too intense. Whatever. It's not this enough. It's too much that. And and uh, all those ego thoughts. And I'm so grateful that I came to a point where I realized, wait a minute. If I am one eternally with everyone, How can this relationship ever actually end? How can that actually ever happen if we're one with each other eternally? So that realization that the end of a relationship can only happen in the illusion that in truth the relationship can never end and the in truth, the relationship is always one of love. It's spirit relating to itself as two people. And so I realized, oh, I don't have to end relationships. Just like I don't have to begin them either. I can just put the spirit in charge and follow the spirit's guidance. And have faith in spirit, which is very different from having faith in ego. Having faith in spirit is our freedom, and it's the freedom from worry, and it's the freedom to live the life we most truly desire.
putting our faith in the ego is no relief from worry. <laughs> it's actually cause for worry. When we place our faith in the ego, we're going down a rocky road for sure. And every single experience where it seems like we've been betrayed, whenever I sit down with someone that I'm counseling who feels a deep, intense betrayal, is having trouble getting over it, what I have found is when they look at it more objectively, less subjectively, they're able to see that they made choices all along the way because they were trying to get something, because they thought it was worth the risk. And in almost every case, people can see, ah, that's when I made the decision for ego. That's why I put my faith and trust in this person's ego. And I can really actually admit now that that was my choice point and I made the choice for ego. And so now I can see while I didn't actively choose betrayal, I did choose to ignore my guidance not to do that. I did choose to ignore my guidance not to trust them, not to partner with them or make a deal with them or whatever it might be. And so the betrayal when looked at closely, often is a betrayal of the self, the ego self, self with a, I mean, uh, this higher self. It's a betrayal of the higher self in a sense. Now, spirit doesn't judge things that way, but ego does. And so there's a wonderful opportunity for forgiveness. Remember, forgiveness is the release of all judgment. It's the release of the meaning we've made of things. And by the way, if you're grappling with some betrayal, some upset, I have a free workshop for you on that. Uh, that I, many people have told me has been very helpful for them. It's called How to Get Over It. It's a free forgiveness workshop. comes with some different tools. And I invite you to get it for free at the homepage of jenniferhadley.com. Now, the freedom from worry is not going to happen if we're putting our trust and faith in the ego. Because intuitively, we know the betrayal will come when we place our faith and trust in the ego. So, one thing you can do to eliminate suffering in your life is to pause and I mean pause right now and look within and see if you can discover places in your life where you have been putting your faith in someone else's ego have you been investing with someone Emotionally, mentally, physically, financially. Because you hope it'll bring some result that you'd really like to have. Maybe you feel a little worried or anxious about it. Maybe that worry or that anxiousness is actually a warning bell from your higher self. Because you've been investing in their ego, someone else's ego, or investing with your ego 
into getting something. Very often when it, we're trying to manipulate or coerce someone, very often when we're in a position where we're giving anything to get something in return, it's just not going to go well for us because we're placing our faith in the ego, placing our trust in the ego. And then, when things don't go well, we want to get mad at someone else. And we do, and we think we can't forgive that someone else, because it's their fault. They did it to us. But I have to say, in virtually every instance, when you boil it down with someone, they realize they are the one who decided. And their real reason for being upset is because they made an egoic choice and they're not taking responsibility for it. They're blaming someone else instead and because of that they're not going to learn anything. When there's no forgiveness there's no learning until we learn to learn from joy. <laughs> and the Holy Spirit's going to teach us how to learn from joy. Here we are on election day in the United States and at the time of this broadcast it's the morning so we don't know what's happening yet who our next president will be and so it's a time for having faith faith that love is our healer and faith that love is by its very nature expansive and progressive so that's one of the, the nature of God is God is not regressive, God is progressive and always expanding, ex ever expanding love and not retracting, <laughs> not contracting. It's just not spirit's nature to be going into the past or to in any way become diminished. It's expansive, it's creative it's expressive and so we can have faith in the progressive nature of spirit so we don't have to fear the outcome of the election and one thing I remember so distinctly from the last election is talking with two different Course in Miracles students in the weeks before the election uh, where one was where one was feeling uh, absolutely terrified that Obama would win and one was feeling absolutely terrified that Obama would lose. And so here you have two Course in Miracles students who studying the same teaching, uh, having the same objectives spiritually, but seeing that two different candidates represented two very different things to them. And so I, I love that example. Not, I don't love that they were both really, really intensely fearful. No, of course not. But it was just such a good example of how when we don't have faith in spirit, when we're not committed to making loving choices, when we are committed to our judgments and opinions, then we suffer 
and we think that the cause of our fear and our suffering is outside of us. So I definitely have a preference for the next president of the United States. Uh, to be honest with you, I'm not thrilled with either candidate. However, um, I definitely have a preference between the two main candidates. And yet, I know that whoever wins, only good can unfold. Because I'm interested in the long game. And what I know is that, for instance, uh, we had four years of George W. Bush, and we learned a lot. We had four years, we've got four years, I mean, eight years of George W. Bush, eight years of Obama. It's a pendulum that swings back and forth. And so, it's like many things in life. You don't get what you pray for. You really get what you pray with or from. So, you don't get what you hope for. You get what represents your awareness and your willingness to receive. So, are we interested in having a president who is a dynamic spiritual leader, a great moral leader, a guide? Apparently, the United States is not interested in that. We don't have that <laughs> as an option, but we could, and we can hold that in our minds. And whoever becomes our next president could have such an epiphany, such an amazing transformation that so many things could change. Uh, sometimes someone is... Uh, brought into office who is hated and becomes beloved. One of my favorite uh, stories is Abraham Lincoln's story of his experience with uh, Stanton, who was uh, such a vocal opponent of Lincoln during the election, was uh, just absolutely hated Lincoln, was so opposed to him, but then Lincoln put him on his cabinet. And Stanton became one of his greatest supporters, staunchest supporters. And uh, it's interesting how things can turn around. So the thing for us is to have no fear. God has not left the building. And spirit is still on the playing field. And how spirit is expressed on the playing field is through our loving intentions, our loving desires, our holding the high watch for all humanity to rise to our greatness and live from our loving hearts. So this is our divine opportunity as spiritual students to know the truth that sets us free. And so I don't fear the outcome of the election. I know that whatever the outcome is, there are going to be extraordinary opportunities for people all over the world to make loving choices. And that's what makes the difference in this world. And so I believe that we are being led and guided to the highest and most loving choices in every moment. And as long as we keep our attention on that, then only good can come.
So, not making choices from ego and from fear. Now, I'd like to invite you to look at uh, chapter 17 in the text, section 1, which is entitled, Bringing Fantasy to Truth. And in paragraph 3, uh, actually, um, in uh, paragraph 2, it says, It is only your wish to change reality that is fearful, because by your wish you have accomplished, excuse me, by your wish you think you have accomplished what you wish. This strange position, in a sense, acknowledges your power. Yet, by distorting it and devoting it to evil, it also makes it unreal. You cannot be faithful to two masters who ask conflicting things of you. What you use in fantasy, you deny to truth. Yet what you give to truth to use for you is safe from fantasy. So what it's talking about here is uh, bringing fantasy to truth. And so we can have fantasies uh, that are negative fantasies. Right? Isn't that what worry is? Worry is the negative use of our imagination. So, in in the beginning of this section, it says, The betrayal of the Son of God lies only in illusions, and all his so-called sins are but his own imagining. His reality is forever sinless. He need not be forgiven, but awakened. So we don't need to be forgiven. None of the candidates for president need to be forgiven. Awakening. This is the thing that we're putting our attention on. So it says, in our dreams, we've betrayed ourselves. We've betrayed our brothers and sisters, and we've betrayed God. Yet, what is done in dreams has not really been done. So this is the most important thing for us, is that our experience in this illusion is just that it's an illusion and so not to make it real and it seems so real when we're electing a president of the United States but just because it seems real does not make it real it's still an illusion still a delusion it says it is impossible to convince the dreamer that this is so for dreams are what they are because of their illusion of reality. Only in waking is the full release from the dream. For only then does it become perfectly apparent that the dreams had no effect upon reality at all and did not change it. Fantasies change reality. That is their purpose. They cannot do so in reality but they can do so in the mind that would have reality be different. So, in our true reality, everything is changeless. When things are changing, that's how you know it's part of the illusion, because it's ever-changing. It doesn't stop changing. That's the nature of it. And I find that incredibly helpful. If it's ever-changing, it's not truth 
it's illusion. And I was sharing about this recently, about how when you have an experience in a dream, uh, let's say you have an experience in a dream that someone crashes your car, and maybe you're in that car when they crash it. Let's say your legs are cut off, and now you have no no legs, you have, you're an amputee. And you're so angry and upset in the dream. You wake up from the dream and you realize, I'm not an amputee. I wasn't in a car crash. I was in my bed. Everything is fine. All is well. It was just a dream. You don't then get up, get showered, get dressed, have your breakfast, and then go over to the person in the dream, uh, go over to their house the and, and say, you know, I'm so mad at you. I can never forgive you. I had a dream with you in it where you crashed my car. And because of you, I lost my legs and I was, I'm an amputee. And I'll never be able to walk on my own two legs again. You've ruined my life. How dare you? You horrible person. I'm never going to forgive you. Why wouldn't you do that? Because the person would say, uh, you're delusional. I, you just told me it was in a dream, so why are you so mad? It's not actually happening. What if you just learn from your experience in the dream and be grateful that it's not real? Something to think about. Something to think about. Life in a dream. Can we actually really accept that while this is our experience we don't need to make it permanent and real we can allow our mind to say allow ourselves to say Holy Spirit help me to understand that what happens in this world stays in this world that it's a Las Vegas world and nothing that happens in dreams has a lasting impact. It's for my learning. It's to help me to remember to wake up. And I'm interested in waking up. So I am grateful for the things that help me to wake up. I love one of my favorite things in the Course. It says, Rest comes from waking, not from sleeping. Rest comes from waking, not from sleeping. So the, the freedom from worry comes from our faith that this experience is temporary. It's not eternal. It's not lasting. And it is very much an illusion. It's challenging, but we don't have to really understand it in order to accept it and allow the Holy Spirit to show us that indeed, yes, it's true. So, I am going to take a break here, and you are listening to A Course in Miracles on Unity Online Radio, where we're living the love, we're walking the talk, and I'll be
Thank you for tuning in for A Course in Miracles, Living the Love, Walking the Talk. Get ready to focus on your intent to be the love, be the peace, through practical application as we return to A Course in Miracles, Living the Love, Walking the Talk. So happy to share with you. And our topic this week is faith is freedom from worry. Faith is freedom from worry. We place our faith and trust in spirit. And the trick is not to take it back. Right? That's the tricky part. Is uh, We pray about something and then afterwards we wait. If the prayer doesn't seem to be answered in a timely manner, then we start thinking, okay, I better take care of this myself. I better get on the job here. God has left the building. I'm on my own. I prayed, but eh, maybe my prayers aren't so good, so I better get on it myself. I love in uh, uh, Course in Miracles Chapter 17, Section 5, which is called The Healed Relationship. Uh, It's one of my favorite parts of the course and I've done so many radio shows on relationship and talked about holy relationship versus special relationship and it's in this section chapter 17 section 5 that uh, Jesus tells us how to have a holy relationship and how to invite the Holy Spirit in to make our special painful ego-based relationships into holy healed relationships and it's so clear and so beautiful and so helpful I've done many many shows about it and later in the section it talks about being willing to realize that once we've requested the Holy Spirit to transform the relationship into a holy healed relationship got to make an adjustment because the form of the relationship might change the, the, the feeling tone of it is going to change. The vibration of it is going to change. And for a time, it might seem disorienting. It might, for a time, as it's reconfiguring under the guidance of the Holy Spirit, it may seem uh, quite upsetting. And uh, uh, Jesus talks about it being disjunctive, uh, that it's really can seem kind of crazy. But we will get there. And how we get there is faith. Yes. So when we have a new goal, the holy relationship, we're giving up the old goal, which is that special relationship, that ego-based relationship, that we, we must stay the course and not give up on the Holy Spirit, but have faith that we've, we've asked for the goal, now let's stick to it. And as I was preparing for the broadcast today, uh, what Spirit showed me is, we often have a special relationship with our governmental leaders. And we can have a holy relationship with the leaders of the government, any government. We can have a holy relationship. It doesn't have to be a special ego-based relationship. And so, just think of it. An Ego-based relationship, a special relationship, is one where I describe it this way. I find it really helpful. It's when we're basically thinking that 
the special relationship is predicated on this thought that I'm lacking, right? I'm separate from God, so I'm lacking. So joining together with this other person, or it could even be a dog, can definitely be a presidential candidate, uh, that together there's some sense of completion, uh, that I'm not whole all by myself, I need something from someone else in order to feel whole. And so it's this illusion that as long as this person loves me or they're with me or I'm connected to them, then, then I have a sense of wholeness. That's the nature of this special relationship. So I call it uh, when the relationship represents in some way shelter from the storm. And so when our relationship is based on that idea and many, many intimate relationships and work relationships are based on this idea that you plus me equals shelter from the storm. You are my shelter from the storm. You complete me. That Jerry Maguire kind of relationship is a special relationship for sure. And when we're holding this in our mind, we're actually actively affirming that we're not enough, that we are lacking in some way. And so the very nature of the relationship is an affirmation of lack. And when we give it to the Holy Spirit, that is an affirmation of our willingness to recognize we are not separate from God. There is no lack. Lack is a delusion. So we can even do that with a presidential candidate. Because if you just think about maybe you feel this way or maybe someone you know feels this way that the idea that a particular person as president would be a total disaster a total nightmare but this candidate is president then I feel more safe or more secure when we're putting our safety and security in personalities in someone who represents an ideology then we're not putting our faith in God. And it is our faith in love, in spirit, in the progressive nature of God that actually is our freedom from worry, from fear, from doubt, from everything that's negative. So faith is the key. In every moment, we're always placing our faith in something. And whatever we're placing our faith in is what we're teaching others about. So in a sense, everyone in our life is always observing or watching us and noticing where we place our faith and trust. And then they see by where we place our faith and trust and what the results are, whether or not they can be guided by that. And that's why when one person in a family or a workplace is willing to place their faith and trust in God, in spirit, in love, they can transform the whole family and the whole workplace. I've certainly seen this in my experience, in my family, and with people around me. Uh, And I've seen it for sure in my Finding Freedom in my Masterful Living classes, where uh, people are really they're committed to doing the work in finding freedom or masterful living and so by their spiritual practice their deepening spiritual practice they're doing the forgiveness work they're really working these principles of a course in miracles then their mind is being transformed and renewed and restored and 
liberated. And the same thing is happening to the people around them. I talk to people all the time who tell me their family and their workplace are changing as a direct result of their spiritual practice, even though they're not having conversations, they're not having Course in Miracles study groups or anything like that with their loved ones and their co-workers. It's happening because all minds are joined. That's right. Now, in our experience of transforming the special relationship to the holy relationship, what it talks about in this chapter 17, section 5, uh, later in the, um, in the chapter, uh, in the section, it talks about having faith. Having faith in the Holy Spirit. In paragraph 6, it says, it's telling us that in the beginning of the, actually in paragraph 5, it's telling us in the beginning of the holy relationship transformation, things can seem very precarious. And it can seem like, whoa, how is this ever going to become a holy relationship? And we can look at the relationship and just think, I don't think the Holy Spirit has what it takes. But the thing is, this is the time for faith. And have no doubt that giving the goal of the holy relationship to the Holy Spirit, asking the Holy Spirit to make it so, and being willing to stick to that goal and not give up on it, you will see the results. Many people give up before the holy relationship many people so that's the thing is you cannot fail the holy spirit cannot fail as long as you don't give up but if you give up then you fail it's all about not giving up and not trying to control letting the holy spirit do the heavy lifting and the same is true for us in electing a president it's the same thing it says in paragraph six in this section that on this precipice of the holy relationship the precipice of the transformation from special to holy relationship this is the time for faith you let this goal be set for you that was an act of faith do not abandon faith now that the rewards of faith are being introduced if you believed the holy spirit was there to accept the relationship why would you now not still believe that he is there to purify what he has taken under his guidance? Have faith in your brother in what but seems to be a trying time. The goal is set, and your relationship has sanity as its purpose. For now you find yourself in an insane relationship recognized as such in the light of its goal. So let's say that... If you're listening to this broadcast live and you wake up tomorrow and you have a different president than you wish you had, don't give up. Keep going for that holy relationship. Have a holy relationship with the president of the United States of America. Even if you're not a U.S. citizen, have a holy relationship with every being on this planet. You'll only find it's a win-win. So now is the time for faith. The Holy Spirit will not abandon you. Do not abandon the Holy Spirit. 
do not abandon your brothers and sisters the relationship will be made holy and it's amazing how it works one thing I was surprised I've been surprised at is people that were irksome to me and now I just I love them and I love them as a child of God and it and, and if there's a real sense of love there because I was willing to have the relationship be made holy and it doesn't have to be someone that you even personally know it can be a different kind of figure in the dream so it's about having faith having the faith in spirit and allowing your faith to be proven but if you give up then you will fail the failing is in the giving up in the lack of faith so it's it's interesting it's a really interesting thing to keep to understand that having faith and keeping the faith the rewards of faith will be found and keeping our faith in the Holy Spirit it's not about having faith in the other person because if the other person is identified with their ego then if we put our faith in their ego like I was saying at the beginning we'll experience betrayal but if we put our faith in the spirit knowing that spirit is in everyone that spark of light pure perfect light the light of our Creator is in everyone then we all know that the Holy Spirit cannot fail and remember we are the dreamer of the dream so let's have faith in the Holy Spirit who is willing to take on that relationship and make it holy the Holy Spirit will do that heavy lifting so this is our opportunity to develop faith uh, I think it was St. Augustine who said the rewards of patience are patience the rewards of faith are faith and later in the next section of chapter 17 so section 6 paragraph 6 it says the goal of truth requires faith remember this is the truth that sets us free right the goal of truth requires faith faith is implicit in the acceptance of the Holy Spirit's purpose and this faith is all-inclusive it's an all-inclusive package like when you go to a resort you get an all-inclusive package travel it's all-inclusive travel package with the Holy Spirit so our faith can be all-inclusive so it's might not be where we start but it can be where we end up and our experience our journey of the learning of going from not having faith to having that all-inclusive faith that journey it can be as short or as long as we like according to our willing willingness where the goal of truth is set their faith must be so if we're setting the goal of truth we're setting the goal of forgiveness we're setting the goal of living our function we're setting the goal of being a loving presence being truly helpful in this world if we're setting that goal we've got some faith 
we would never set the goal if we didn't have some faith. So we can have total faith in the Holy Spirit. Since the Holy Spirit sees the situation as a whole, and the goal of truth establishes the fact that everyone involved in it will play his part in its accomplishment. This is inevitable. No one will fail in anything. No one will fail in anything. Now, doesn't that feel so much better than worrying? To say that the goal, the goal of truth, when we, when we say, okay, my goal is truth, the goal establishes the fact that everyone involved will play his part in its accomplishment. This is inevitable. No one will fail in anything. It says, this seems to ask for faith beyond you and beyond what you can give. Yet, this is so only from the viewpoint of the ego. For the ego believes in solving conflict through fragmentation, through separation, and does not perceive the situation as a whole. Therefore, the ego seeks to split off segments of the situation and deal with them separately, for it has faith in separation and not in wholeness. So, in other words, when we place our faith in the ego, we're always going to be worried. We're always going to be worried. We might have moments, brief moments, where we think, okay, I know what I'm doing. I know what's going to happen. But it's brief moments, because when we place our faith in the ego, the worry is always going to be there, because the ego is so unstable. The ego doesn't know. Only the Spirit knows. But we can place our faith in the Holy Spirit, who can see through all directions of time and space, and who's working with everyone so that each one will play their part in the accomplishment of this beautiful goal of trust, of faith, of healing, of wholeness, of beauty, of truth. How magnificent is that? So we don't place our trust and faith in other people, even though it says everyone will play their part. This is inevitable. We don't place our trust and faith in them, in them keeping their word or doing what they say they're going to do. <clears throat> we don't do that. Place our trust and faith in the Holy Spirit to organize and manage everything perfectly so that the ultimate goal of truth, of freedom, of release from suffering, that goal is reached. And this is where we can experience peace now, placing our faith and trust in the Holy Spirit, not in the ego. So, I, I just find that this is amazing. And then the very next section in chapter 17 is called The Call for Faith. The Call for Faith. And it, it, in there it tells us that the problem we had was the lack of faith. It says, the problem was the lack of faith. And it is this you demonstrate when you remove 
faith from its source and place it elsewhere. So the source of all faith is spirit. When we place our faith in something other than spirit, we're going to experience <laughs> the placing of our trust in the ego, which will ultimately always has to lead us to the betrayal. So when we're actually placing our faith in the ego, it's not faith. It's really fantasy. It's really a fantasy that something of this world, something that's temporal, time-based, ego-based, could possibly meet our needs or make us happy or save us in any way. But isn't that one of the things that's a key to our experiences of betrayal and worry is that we are placing our faith and trust in things of this world to satisfy us, to save us, to keep us safe when it's not really possible that the only thing that can save us and keep us safe is placing our faith and trust in spirit, which is the same as placing our faith and trust in love. But we're reluctant to put our faith and trust in love because we're not consistently loving. So, in this case, rather than trying to analyze it or figure it out, we place our faith and trust in the Holy Spirit and say, in the meantime, I don't know what anything is for because I can't see through all directions of time and space. So I'm not going to judge what things look like because I just don't know what anything is for. But I'd like to. Boy, would I like to. This is our divine opportunity in every moment is to really be aware that when we feel disturbed in any way, we are no longer placing our trust and faith in the Holy Spirit. And fortunately, all that's required for us to really have this faith of God is our willingness. Our willingness. This is the key. And a little willingness will is the key that will turn the lock to open the door to that greater expansion and the true awakening. So now is the time for us to hold for the United States of America and the world, for all humanity and all the political leaders, all the spiritual leaders, every being on this earth, that we're all one and we're all being led and guided by the Holy Spirit and we can all listen and we will hear. So not projecting onto other people that they're not listening and they're not hearing because if we're disturbed because we think somebody else isn't listening to spirit, we're really projecting our own not listening onto them and we can shift that. We can change that. We can change it daily by a practice of willingness to keep putting our faith in the Holy Spirit. The rewards of faith are faith. And it is our spiritual practice that is our practice of faith, building that faith muscle. And uh, I would be remiss if I did not tell you that my Finding Freedom Spiritual Boot Camp, which is about the practical application of these beautiful A Course in Miracles teachings, it starts tomorrow, November 9th. And so I invite you to check it out, Finding Freedom, my spiritual boot camp class. And the great thing about Finding Freedom is it's a step-by-step -step program to really work these principles and develop that faith, that trust, have that spiritual practice 
that becomes your rock and your anchor so you're not wobbling all over the place. And it's amazing how much transformation people have in the class. I'm always amazed by it. And in Finding Freedom, I give you really the tips and tools that worked for me so well so that you don't have to do it on your own. Yes, A Course in Miracles is a self-study course. And when we do a self-study course together, well, it just feels a whole lot easier a lot of the time. And we can learn from each other and be the two or more who are gathered, be in the joining together. And that's a beautiful thing. I'm recording all new Finding Freedom classes. And one of the great things about this is it's a seven-week boot camp class. It carries you, when we do it at this time of year, carries you right through to the end of the year and into the uh, the place where you are ready to start the new year with such great momentum. And it also carries you right through the difficult times of the holidays because uh, for many people the holidays can be quite challenging and it's for some places it's the darkest time of the year and so it's a great opportunity for us to go together to this place of deepening trust and faith so what I always say is if finding freedom is right for you right now take a look at what I've written uh, on the website at jenniferhadley.com on the finding freedom page and when you take a look there you will know trust your intuition follow your intuition We've got payment plans. We'll do everything we can to help you take the class if you feel it's right for you at this time. It also will set you up perfectly if you're interested in taking my year-long Masterful Living course, which starts January 1st. You'll be totally ready to rock Masterful Living. Not that you need to take Finding Freedom to rock Masterful Living. Just it helps support and get you ready for that. So, well... I'm grateful and thankful to join with you now, and let's have a prayer. And by the way, as we're praying out, thank you to all the people who have so generously donated. We've got the transcripts up on the website, uh, the transcript page at livingacourseofmiracles.com. Look under the resources page, and you will find it there, and much more to come, much more to come. So... With our hand on our heart, we take a breath of love and gratitude, and we turn our special relationships over to the Holy Spirit to heal them. We are grateful and thankful to claim holy relationships in all our relationships. We're saying yes to divine inspiration, healing, freedom, and faith. Saying bye-bye to worry, ego, and suffering. So grateful to make a healing choice today and share the benefits with everyone because we're one with them. In gratitude, we allow the healing to be. We let it be. And so it is. Amen. 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 God bless you. I love you. And I'll be with you again next week. Mwah!